All right. Uh, forgive me if my voice gives out. I've been kind of yelling at you guys all weekend. Um, and the girls in the video, I don't have any facial hair up here. And now I'm going to have to comfort Jake about that little comment in there. So, um, All right. I was born into a Christian home in a small town in Ontario. Um, I was in church the week after I was born. Um, went to a really, really good church. It was like a, it was all like a family. Like there were people that I was not even distantly related to that I called them aunt and uncle. And, um, it was a really, really just a good atmosphere and really encouraging. And, um, and I just, I learned so much and grew a lot and I got saved when I was a little kid and, you know, but I never really made it my own. Um, I was just kind of doing what what everyone said I should be doing, and when I got to the end of grade eight, um, my dad said, a job's come up in Kingston, and it's a better job, and it's it's a lot cleaner, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. I'm going to try and take it, so, you know, I didn't really think anything of it. There was like 10 guys ahead of them, and, um, and they were more suited for the job and stuff, and he got it. So ended up moving four hours away. Um, I'd been homeschooled all my life, so I'd never been in a public school system. So that was kind of, that was going to be scary. I was going to be going to high school. And in Simcoe, where I'd grown up, I was, you know, I was going to go to high school and it'd be new, but I was going to go with all my friends. And then I moved to this new city and I know absolutely no one, um, so when I went to high school, I I just wanted to fit in. Like I just wanted to, I wanted to have that close group of friends again that I'd had back in Simcoe. And unfortunately, I looked to the wrong the wrong group of people, and I started letting them influence me. Um, grade nine was a really rough year. I ended up switching schools because that school didn't have football, and so I switched to a bigger school in the city and. And uh, I made the football team, and I'd, I'd met a few kids over over the year um, at church, and they all went to this school. So I had some friends, and, you know, I was a new guy. All, all the girls were after the, the new stud in town and stuff. And uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was – so for the next – I stayed an extra year in grade 12, and for the next four years I, I got to play the sports, and I was always the bigger guy. And, um, you know, I – I like the reputation of a tough guy. I like the reputation of, um, you know, walking around trying to be scary and stuff. And um, we won a couple championships. And I, I thought I was, you know, I thought I was king of the hell. But um, yeah, there goes the voice. Um, but there's still something inside. Like I still, I was always mad and I was always grumpy. And it's because there's something inside that that still was empty even after you know I was I had a lot of good friends and I was playing a couple sports that I loved um and it still wasn't wasn't enough I was fighting with my parents a lot and um you know there's other kids at school that I should have never had a problem with but I just I just you know we were always butting heads and um so after grade 12 after my second year grade 12 um, I didn't get into university for football because my grades weren't good enough. I had uh, 
I'd been lazy in high school. And um, so I ended up going to a college in Toronto. Um, I was playing, I got on the rugby team there. I was in a program that I just picked it because it was kind of cool. Um, it was a firefighting one, and, but I wasn't really, I wasn't really going for the program. I just wanted to, to get out of the house, to get out of the city, kind of start over, see if I could make myself happy. See, you know, I was going to play rugby. I was going to, I was going to be a brand new kid. You know, no one knew. It's kind of like starting high school over again. No one knew who I was. Um, I could be whoever I wanted to be. And you know, I'm like, okay, finally, I'll be, I'll be cool, and I'll be able to fit in and. Um, it didn't really work out that way. Um, I was, I was still miserable. My parents and I left on pretty bad terms. Um, so that was rough. That, that bugged me every day. I'd go home and visit and I could tell that my parents were sad just because they knew what I was doing while I was away at school. Um, so one night something happened while I was out uh out with my friends something big happened and um i got home later that night and i just remember kind of looking at myself in the mirror and being like what are you doing man like this is this is stupid you're a mess you're you're miserable and you know it um your parents are disappointed in you what are you doing and uh and so I started slowly kind of, my mom would send me Bible verses and ask me if I'd read my Bible. I hadn't read it in like f- probably five years. And uh, and so I I cracked it open one day and I started reading it and started reading it more often. And I actually ended up going to a church every, every once in a while there when I could, when I wasn't working. Um, and then I came here, actually. There's a Men for God conference every year. So my dad called me up one day and said, hey, there's, there's a Men for God conference here, and um, our old pastor from the church in Simcoe was going to be speaking here. So I said, yeah, sure. I'll, uh, you know, good time with my dad. We were, we were trying to talk more, and I thought it would be a good time to, to spend with him. And, man, it was awesome. Just um, seeing some of the guys here, you know, guys just like me, my age, and, um, and hearing hearing the stuff that was spoken, there was one guy um, that gave his testimony, Mark Craig, and he got up, and it was really powerful. He'd been, uh, he'd been saved from, he'd been into some of the same stuff that I'd been into, and he just said, I've come to realize that if you don't got God, you don't got nothing. And I was like, holy. It, like, it just hit me square in the face. I was like, I, I have nothing. You know, I'm... I'm miserable because there's I've been trying to fill that void with stuff and and trying to be successful in the world's eyes and trying to be cool and stuff and it just it wasn't working um and it kind of you know the light bulb went on like duh of course it's not working um so I I uh I started trying to get back in the word and rededicating my life to Christ um I, you know, I'd been saved since I was a little kid, but I never really lived as a Christian. I never lived like it, and I wanted to start doing that. So, over the next few months, I started doing that. Um, and I had a buddy who he's a few years older than me. He came here actually. Um, he works with Athletes in Action, and it's an organization. They work with 
students uh, or athletes in universities and colleges and just try and help them to um, to keep up their testimony to they have weekly meetings where they all get together all the all the Christian athletes at the school get together and and have snacks and you know and fellowship and just talk about problems that they have in their teams and stuff and pray together and encourage each other and I went out to a couple of their meetings at University of Toronto and um, after I went to this men for God he said okay there's there's something called NTC National Training Camp in May and you need to come to that it's like yeah, okay, I don't, I don't know, you know, I'm, a, I'm playing college rugby, I don't want to go and play with a bunch of university athletes, they're like, they're up here and they're, they're snobby and stuff, and I just didn't really think anything of it, and he just kept bugging me and bugging me and bugging me and bugging me, so finally I just said, I think it was like the week before, I was like, yeah, sure, okay, and somehow the money came through, I still don't know how that happened, but it was a lot of money, um, and I got to go. And the whole thing was about incorporating your faith into your sport. And, you know, I, it was a totally new concept to me. I never thought, you know, whenever I was playing, I was I was playing to make myself look good. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to put the big head out. I wanted to make, you know, to score the touchdown, to score the try. I wanted to tackle the guy behind the line to get the sack. I you know, if some guy was trash-talking me or gave me a cheap shot or something, I'd tear his head off just because, you know, I can't lose my pride. You know, I can't I can't let some guy do that to me. And learning what I learned that week was amazing. You know, I never really thought, oh, yeah, I got to, you know, I'm trying to live like Christian now. I got I to gotta keep that up on the field too. Um, so at the end of the week, we got to this thing called the special. And like it's not really that special. It's a thirty hour marathon and it, like there's there's swimming races where you're having relay races with a sweatshirt on while you're trying to swim as fast as you can and an eight K run that you have to do in like twenty minutes. Um it's just it's stupid. Um <laughs> they should call it the stupid. But uh so at the end of this thing, we get to the end and everyone's just exhausted. The day before, I was playing soccer, and I tore my hamstring. And for any of you that have done any injury like that, it's brutal. And to try and do a marathon after that, um, it was just awful. And I was ready to give up and go home, but um, I just really felt God speaking to me and, and telling me that he wanted me there for a reason. He wanted me to stick it out. So I did, and I toughed it out, and it was probably the most painful thing I've ever done. Um, I get to the end, and the very last thing they had us do, they take us into the mountains of Quebec, and we're in, I think it was five teams, and they say, okay, we're going to have a relay race. We walked up the mountain, we get to the top, and they tell us, you're going to run down the mountain as fast as you can. Once you get to the bottom, you put the two-by-four on your back like you're carrying a cross, and then you run up. And for any of you that have climbed a ski hill, it's like straight up. So I'm trying to run straight up with my hands behind my back and my hamstring is shot. And I remember I made it. I got to the top of the hill and I collapsed. Like I didn't even put my hands out. I just fell flat on my face. It wasn't the brightest thing I've ever done. But um, I get to the top and I, just, I was in tears because it hurt so bad. And then 
I realized, like, I did it. Um, you know, God wanted me to do this, and I, and I relied on him, and he helped me through it. And, you know, I'd never done something like that before. That never happened to me before, and I just, you know, I was... I started bawling like a baby because I couldn't believe that, you know, he answered my prayer. Um, you know, everyone thinks I'm lying on the ground because my leg is torn in half, but I was just, I was crying because of what God did. Um, so just over the next few months until until I came to school here, I'd just been trying to grow. And um, whenever I'd picked up a bad habit before, I just said, you know, oh, whatever, when I'm like 60, I'll be old enough to, to kick it. I'll be, you know, I won't be able to do it anymore. But when I'd start to find myself getting into a bad habit or a bad way of thinking, I'd realize, you know, this isn't right. I can't, I can't think like this. I can't do this. And I'd just give it up. Like, I'd just, I'd pray about it, and I'd ask God to help me, and it'd just be done. And, like, it was a, it was a real shock. And so then I came here in the fall, and it's just been amazing what I've what I've learned and and what I've done, just where I've where I've come from at the beginning of the year to where I am now, um, just wa- and watching other people grow, it's been really really amazing. Um, so I just I have I don't really have a life verse. I have a lot of verses that I like that I look to for um, for guidance, but uh, one that I'm trying to live by is Micah six eight. He has showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. Um, and there's a song that I've known for quite a while. It's by Stephen Chris Chapman. It's called The Walk. And it just says, um, you can run with the big dogs and fly with the eagles, jump through all the hoops, climb the ladder to the top. But when it all comes down, um, it just comes down to the walk. So I know now that... Um, you know, I can I can play all the sports I want. I can have all all the success, all the worldly success that I want. Be as cool, be as funny, be as tough, whatever. Um, but once I get to the end, once I die, that doesn't mean anything. Um, it just matters if I walked with God or not. And so, what I'm really trying to focus on now is just making sure that 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 walk is right. Um, and I'm not sure what I'm doing next year. Might be coming back here. I don't know, um, but I just encourage all of you. If you don't know, um, you know what what you're walking for. Really, you need to figure that out. Um, so if you got questions, you know, talk to me or one of the one of the students. They'll be glad to talk to you. So, thanks a lot. <laughs>